You're listening to the Career Reset Podcast with your host, Mel Savage, episode number 18. Welcome to the Career Reset Podcast, your one-stop shop for creating a want-to career that gives you meaning and purpose and still pays the bills. So if you're ready for the ultimate mashup of life coaching and career management, stick around because you're in the right place. So let's get started. I'm your host, former corporate lifer turned founder and CEO, Mel Savage. Well, hello there, everyone. It's great to have you here. And I just wanted to take a moment to say, Happy New Year, everyone. Make it a great one. Make it your best year ever because you can decide whether or not you want to do that. And that's really why I wanted to do this episode today about the year in review. Because in order to make 2020 the best year ever, it's important to look back at 2019 or any year and say, okay, what lessons am I taking away from this year? Because transformations, big moves in our lives really begin when we create awareness for how we're doing, right? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What, what do you want to do more of? And what do you want to start letting go of because it's not working for you? It's a very self-effacing exercise. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of shy away from it and don't want to do it because you are now facing and looking at what you did quote unquote wrong. I mean, the good stuff is great. You can launch your list, all these amazing things that you did. But when you're listing the things that didn't work out so well for you, it's kind of hard to look at. And I know it's normal. It's normal to not want to take a a long list of quote unquote failures. But I challenge you to think of those failures and those mistakes, not as things that weren't working, just things that didn't work out the way that you wanted them to. That's a whole different way of looking at it. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Here's what I can do differently. Here's what I'm learning. Here's what, here's what I was doing that got me that result. And here's how I can do things differently. Use them as leverage points. So what's working that you want to really capitalize on and do more of? And then what are the leverage points on the things that didn't work out the way that you wanted them to? And from that place, you can make some really informed decisions on how to make next year or the coming year your best year ever. And that's going to help you maximize your potential for growth, maximize your potential for happiness, maximize your potential for reaching the goals that you are setting for yourself. Because like I always say, Success is 80% mindset. And so getting into understanding and getting awareness around how you're showing up when you're getting certain results is going to really help you see and make adjustments and little nudges to get you on the track that you want to be on. And that's important, the track that you want to be on, the way that you want to stay on that track, because everyone's situation is different. You know, I talk about, I give lots of advice. I talk about how I recommend that people 
address certain situations or I give you ideas that I hope to inspire you. But the whole intention is not to do things the way that I'm telling you to do them because they may not work exactly for you. The entire intention is to give you inspiration and spark ideas based on your situation and the way that you would actually make things work. So the idea with all of this, and certainly for today's episode, is to help you start building your own unique success strategy. Because honestly, nothing is perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Things are never going to go exactly the way that we want them to. But by doing reviews, you can really, you know, lift your head up, see the forest through the trees, you know, get your head out of the sand and really see what's going on, right? You want to get that 10,000 foot view of how you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. But so many people keep their heads down, right? They don't want to take responsibility for their results or they don't want to face their failures or mistakes. And those people, and I've done this, those people just end up going around and around in circles, generating the same patterns over and over again, and that doesn't move you forward. In fact, what ends up happening is the word that we always talk about, lots of people talk about, they get stuck in this sort of endless vortex. So if you're someone that's really, really interested in moving forward and creating some momentum and some progress in your career, then definitely I suggest a year in review. And I hate the word review, so it's not really a judgment. It's sort of a wrap-up and uh, an assessment for your own self-assessment on how you're doing and what you want to be doing differently. You want to get underneath your patterns that are working for you, the patterns that aren't working as well for you, and start to make the adjustments that you need to get to the place that you want to go. So I have a great tool for you that you can get uh, on the show notes for this podcast. It's your guide to your year-end wrap-up, okay? It is a free download. You can get it at thecareerreset.com forward slash 18 because I'm not actually going to go into a lot of how to do a review. I'm hoping to talk a little bit about, you know, why you should do a review. And then I also want to share with you my four lessons, my big four takeaways for me doing my own year-end review this year. And again, maybe these will spark some ideas for you when you do yours, okay? And I'll tell you a little bit about what's in that guide, what's in the workbook um, after I go through these four lessons that I want to share with you, and then we're going to wrap it up for the year, okay? We're just going to keep this tight. So my very first lesson is wherever your fear is, that's the thing that's going to help you grow. So There's lots of great quotes around this. The one I've been talking about a lot is from Napoleon Hill, where he talks about the obstacle is the way, you know, wherever, whenever you're afraid of something, that's the thing that you have to do to move you forward, right? So think about it that way. And that was something that really helped me a lot this year. For instance, with my TED Talk, I did a TED Talk. I applied for a TED Talk. I wrote the TED Talk. I practiced my butt off with this TED Talk. And then I got up on stage and I did it. Not even in my own market with my own friends. I flew to Hilton Head to do it. I do have friends there, but you know, my family wasn't around me. Everyone wasn't there to cheer me on. I was like really going after it on my own. And every step of that process was scary. Every step. Because every step risked rejection, risked failure, 
publicly, right? Because not only, you know, even when I signed up for it or I applied for it, they could reject me and reject my idea. That could have been something that was tough. But moreover, then I told people, right, that I, I'm doing this TED Talk, I'm posting it on LinkedIn, I'm letting people know what's happening, I'm giving people updates. If I blow it when this video comes out, OMG, am I going to be embarrassed? Like there was all of this uh, fear that I was creating for myself, all of this sort of what does this mean and what, what does this say about me and all this kind of stuff, all of that noise that I had to learn to stop, calm down, stay focused, and keep going after the thing that was scaring me. So I would say, you know, and there was a few examples of that when it came to my business. One that I'm working through right now, as a matter of fact, and that is selling myself to people, selling my services, getting out there, you know, networking, talking to people, um, getting ideas, building off them, writing proposals. Every one of those things scares me every time because it's not, it's different than when I was in my own, like I was in a, a corporate job because I had the stuff to do's and I was just doing them. Now it's, it's my own business and it's just a different feeling. I don't even know how to explain it. That'll be a whole other podcast one day, I guess. But, you know, just talking about getting out there and selling yourself and your own ideas, it's a whole different thing. But I'm learning to get better all the time with going after. Whenever I feel fear, the very first thing I think is, okay, what is it that I'm fearing? Because this is what I have to do now. <laughs> you know, so I ask myself that question. And I actually listened to a great podcast from a lady, Brooke Castillo. She's got the Life School, the, the Life Coach School podcast. I love that podcast. And she was talking about pain the other day. And the reason that we don't do things, we're afraid of them. I'm going to be totally summarizing this in the worst way possible, I'm sure. But she was talking about pain. And the reason we fear things is because we feel the pain of it, whether it's the emotional pain, the mental pain, the physical pain, but it's through the pain that we grow. So for instance, you know, when you are someone who's working out, you know, you, you push yourself, you run those extra few minutes, you lift a little bit heavier weight every time. And it's a little bit painful in that moment, but each time your muscles grow, your, your, your ability to run grows, all those things make you stronger, physically stronger. And it's the same every time you face a fear and you're willing to fear the pain. And what she says is when the pain comes, just say yes welcome it. Yes, this is an opportunity for me to grow. What is it that I'm going to do? Ah, that sounds a bit cheesy or a bit scary or whatever. I understand that. Practice. That's all I can say to you is practice. Start small and think about what you are afraid of. Pick one thing and go after it. See what happens if you do it. Because usually what happens, I do this all the time, right? On the weekends, I'm so tired. I'm like, I don't want to go to this party. I'm too tired to go to this party. And then I push myself to go to the party and I end up having an amazing time. It's the same thing. Push yourself, pick something, you know, go after it, see what happens, learn from it, and then push yourself again, right? It's all steps. So that was my very first lesson. Whenever I'm afraid, that's what I got to do. Wherever the fear is, that's where I have to go. Second big lesson for me this year was taking imperfect action. Oh my God. I th I don't even think of myself as a perfectionist. I think that most people who are perfectionists maybe don't think of themselves as perfectionists. I don't know. But I, I work things and I work things and I work things over and over and over again before I put them out there because I want them to be great. And I had this boss who used to say this thing, and I totally agree with it to a certain extent. He used to say, we never have time to do things right, 
but we always have time to do things twice. And that always stuck with me, like do it right the first time. And that was my whole life. My parents were like that too. My mother was the kind of person where I'd get all dressed up and you know do my hair and makeup, everything, and she would find like the one speck of dust or little fuzzy thing on my dress and pick it off. Like that's, <laughs> you know, she'd always go to what wasn't working in the situation versus what was. And that taught me to, you know, always strive for perfection because that's how I was going to receive appreciation. But that's not the case. The more we strive for perfection, the less we get our work out there. And perfection, everyone defines perfection differently. So what I think is perfect is not going to be perfect for you. And what ends up happening is that we don't actually get our work out there in the world. So I just send it out now. I don't care. If there's a typo in it, I'll fix it later. I I try to do my best. I, I get proofread. I do all that stuff. If something's wrong or if a link doesn't work or whatever, I'll just fix it. I mean, I'm going to fix it. That doesn't stop me from getting something out there. If it ends up not looking the way I want it to, or I say it wrong, or I say the word um in the middle of it, I'm just going to do it, right? And just get it out there. And I will learn and grow as I go. Because the key thing is, is just to get it out there. Just try it. Just throw it out there with your group. Throw your idea out. Throw your draft out. Throw your work out. People are going to improve on it anyways. Allow them to do that. Take the pressure off yourself for needing to be perfect and just take action. That was for me the biggest thing. I got so much more accomplished this year and so much more growth in my business because I was willing to take imperfect action. The third thing, my third lesson for this year is just telling myself that I'm good at my job. You know, I was in corporate marketing, enterprise marketing my entire career that's what I knew that I was a guru at. I was unconsciously competent at being a marketer for big companies, meaning I just was good at my job. I didn't have to think about it anymore. And then I decided to run my own business and I became a coach and it's an online business, online marketing, fundamentally, strategically the same thing, functionally, completely different. And I became consciously incompetent at what I was doing. And so I knew that I sucked. I knew that I was making mistakes. And I knew that everything I did was not going to be my perfect version, was not going to be great, was not going to be the best, right? Every day was pressure. Every day I felt like, oh my God, what am I going to step in today? Talk about like feeling paralyzed. And I realized like, no, I'm good at what I do. I have lots of experience. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect you know, see previous lesson. Um, I'm good at my job because I want to help people, because my desire is to do the right thing, because I'm a smart person with a lot of experience and what I think matters. And even though I am consciously incompetent, every day I become more and more competent at my job, whether that's, you know, unconsciously, meaning I don't even think about it, I'm good at it, or even consciously, thinking, okay, I am getting better at this. I am doing a good job. I'm getting smarter every day. I just focus on the opportunities and remind myself I'm good at what I do. I have nothing to prove to anybody. And the more that I believe that about myself, the more confident I am in what I do. I look for the things every day that I am good at in my job or that I've improved at in my job or even the mistakes I made and what I learned from those mistakes. 
So that's the big lesson that I took away is focus on believing that you're great at your job because you are. And the fourth thing that I've been working on for a long, long time in my life, but I really got great at it this year, was accepting myself, loving myself. And part of that is I'm good at my job piece, but it really was more about not worrying about what I look like and if I've gained weight or if my hair is done that day or am I dressed right for this particular video or whatever it is, I have learned to accept myself and love myself, more more so love myself for who I am. And that's, I know I talk about appearance a little bit because it's a, a lot of my hangup is about appearance and I accept that about myself as well, that I, I it's shallow, but it's who I am and I need to accept that about myself, that that was my hangup. But also accepting and loving myself for what I do and how I behave and the mistakes that I make, kind of like what I just talked about, I'm good at my job, but it's more universal because when you don't accept and love yourself, that's when a lot of bad behaviors come out, the insecurities come out, the judging of other people comes, the competitiveness comes out, all those things come out. And I just accept myself. So even when I'm in a bad mood, even when you know I wake up grumpy or I behave or react in a way that I'm not in love with, you know, I just lean into it. I'm accepting that's my mood. It's okay to not be 100% on the top of my game every day in the same way. I'm doing the best I can every day. And sometimes my best is being a grumpy biatch, okay? That happens. And my focus is not to take it out on others, but it's okay. I'm gonna let myself have that moment, understand why it's there. And then ideally bounce out of it ASAP, but it's okay to be in it when I need to be in it. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to judge someone and go, yeah, I judge someone. I don't mean to do that. Like, it's okay to make that mistake. It's okay. I accept myself. There's a great book, The Four, um, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of the agreements is always do your best. And I love this because on its face value, it means, you know, as a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist, it's, you know, oh, I I just need to strive for perfection. No, it's not that. Always do your best. And he talks about it in the way that do your best, no more and no less. So no more than your best and no less than your best. And he talks about the fact that your best is different every day. Your best isn't one thing. It really depends on so many extenuating factors in your life and all the external impacts, stresses, joys, whatever that's going on around you. Your best changes all the time. And accept yourself for doing your best. Do your best in every moment, whatever that is in that moment, and then learn from it. He also suggests to not do more than your best because when you're doing your more than your best, that's when you burn out. That's when you start to break down your energy if you go on too long. It's okay, It can, obviously in spurts, we can all kind of push past our best, but to be doing that in a continual way just causes burnout and it takes away from your ability to show up. So accept yourself just the way you are. That's my biggest 
uh, you know, I had such an epiphany on it this year. I don't know what it, where it happened. It was just like something I've been thinking about and working on for a few years, like, you know, practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. And then one day I just looked in the mirror and I thought, you know what, you're great. You're great just the way you are. It was like, there wasn't like this big thing that happened. It was just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, have you ever done anything where you've worked at it, worked at it, worked at it, and then one day it just became easy? That's kind of what it was like. I've been thinking about it and, you know, writing about it and journaling about it and being aware of myself when I'm not behaving in my ideal way. And then one day I just looked in the mirror and it just clicked. It just clicked. That's the, that's the best way that I can describe it. It just clicked. And I'm still working on it. But whatever that click was, it was like this big leap forward. And sometimes, you know, if I'm not being my best self that day is a little, you know, tired or whatever, I can still fall into it where I start to look at myself or judge myself. But my recovery is so much faster. So, you know, really, I can tell you that accepting yourself changes so much. It, it's, it's honestly the impetus for this whole idea around going after what I'm afraid of. Because by accepting myself, I feel so much more confident that I can, whatever happens, like, I don't care. I'm not going to feel rejected. I'm not going to feel hurt. It's okay if I make a mistake. It's like the foundation of everything, right? Accepting myself. So huge lesson for me this year, huge strides on that this year. If it's something that you know, you're struggling with, maybe put it on your list of something that you want to work on in small doses. It's all small steps, right? Just like any type of exercise, mental exercise is the same thing a little bit at a time. We can't change it overnight. So those are my four lessons really that I focused on when I did my review was whenever you're afraid, that's what you have to do. Take imperfect action. I'm good at my job, right? I'm good at what I do. And accepting myself was a really big one. So I encourage you to go after this guide, do your own year-end wrap-up, review, assessment, summary, whatever it is you want to call it, whatever word inspires you, but do it. And you can pick up the guide that I've got uh, at the show notes, thecareerreset.com forward slash 18. Um, and it's going to walk you through helping you capture all your successes and dig into what made you successful, what didn't go as expected, and what drove that result, Right understanding that all those things are in the past, what worked, what didn't work, all in the past. Now it's just about taking your learning for them, understanding the key lessons and understanding what you wanted to learn from this year and the tools and the influences that made you successful this year and which ones didn't. Okay. And then you can do a little summary. There's a little summary at the end um, of, you know, the hits from the year, something that you could actually just review on an ongoing basis, put in your journal, put in your brag book, whatever, you know, that reminds you of your hits, things that you're grateful for, things that your successes, the things you got great feedback on, that kind of stuff, right? The biggest challenge you overcame, those kinds of things. And then make sure that you take time to celebrate. Celebrate after you've done your, your year-end review to say, hey, oh my gosh, like I did all of this, the good, the bad, the ugly. I did it all. I own it. It's awesome. Here's what I learned from that this year. Make sure you celebrate, okay? I wish you all such a fantastic new year. And I mean that. I don't mean it like just happy new year. 
I really, really want you to have, make 2020 the best year for you so far. And you can do that by really taking a learning from what you've taken done in the past. And you can do that by just taking a little time to do an assessment of what you've learned so far this year. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so grateful for you and I will see you next week. Bye for now. If you're someone who's looking to go after your want to career, but you have some questions, then I'm gonna give you some options right now. First, open up your email right now on your computer or on your phone and type in this email address, mel at thecareerreset.com. That's my personal email. And then in the subject line, I want you to type, I want more. Okay, tell me a little bit about your situation or ask me a question and me or someone on my team will get back to you. Number two, if you're ready to start figuring out your next career move, then check out my free quick start program called Make Your Move. It's essentially an eight day mini course delivered to your inbox to help you get clear on your career. And you can check that out at thecareerreset.com. And number three, subscribe to this podcast for new content each week to help you take back control of your career so you can build your want to career that gives you meaning and purpose and still pays the bills. No matter what, the path to your want to career starts with you taking action. And there's no better time than right now because your life deserves a career you love. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.